0: My name is Toby Siegel. I'm from Mobile, Alabama. I've been working at UAB nineteen years, and um, I was in the events department and development for eighteen, um, and now I'm in a role called community relations. So I'm a one man shop currently. University death has
1: changed the subject is UAB. This is UAB Memories, where we get nostalgic. And share the memories people have made over the years at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. I'm Will Shingleton, producer and host of the Memories Podcast. And in today's memories, we're checking our itinerary, folding our napkin across our lap, and learning all about the attention to detail required to work for the UAB events team. We ask all people that come into our booth if they'd like to prepare a story, and many of them do. But out of all 100 plus of the recordings we did for this project, there was one person that was very prepared. I guess that shouldn't be too much of a surprise, though, because for nearly her entire career at UAB, Toby Siegel has been in charge of dotting I's, crossing T's, and making sure that events run smoothly. And very similarly to the episode we put out a few weeks ago with Dr. Michael Sag, I'm going to step back, let her tell her story, or stories in this case, unencumbered. So here, without any further interruption, is UAB's own Toby Siegel. So
0: I began working at UAB in May of 2000. My very first event that I worked was the groundbreaking for North Pavilion Hospital. It was a very hot July day. I do not recall the exact numbers, but my job was to guard a table of sack lunches containing a hot dog and chips until remarks were complete. We might have had 2,000 sack lunches and 5,000 attendees. Guarding was not an option as hospital employees came from everywhere wanting lunch. It was quite the day, and certainly I questioned, what job did I take? A few weeks after I started, I was taken to see the UAB Woodward House. Events at the time dealt with all kinds of house maintenance issues for Miss Doris, the main housekeeper. More about her later. My first day visiting the house, I was asked to check the foyer credenza to make certain there were name tags in the drawer. I did not know this was a setup, but so shortly did. Milo, an Irish sheepdog, was sprawled on the oriental rug in the foyer. I have never seen a dog so large. I like ponies, but didn't want to walk past this huge animal. I went back to the kitchen where Miss Doris politely but sternly told me that that dog would not budge should I walk by. She was correct, but now, 19 years later, I do not think I've seen such a large dog. During UAB-hosted events downstairs at the Woodward House, Milo stayed upstairs in the living quarters. If Dr. Kirschbaum thought the event should end and the guests should leave, he would go upstairs and bring Milo downstairs to enjoy any remaining food on the buffet. Milo was a gentle, kind dog, but her size, similar to a Shetland pony, was quite intimidating. When Ann Reynolds was president, she called the events office with several quirky requests. One was, she explained that a bird had built a nest in the bushes right outside her kitchen door. This is a door that the president and her husband used daily to enter the Woodward House, as well as all workers, catering staff, etc. War, her initials, asked that a team member go up to the house, hide nearby, and watch for the mother bird to fly away, hide nearby. And when the mother bird flew away to find food for her baby birds, she wanted the bird nest relocated carefully away from her parking spaces. Brian Hartley took this and every request made to him very seriously, and he did as he was told. Once he returned to the office, he called the president's office to relay the fact that he successfully moved the nest and made certain the mother bird found the new location. For years, when I was director of UAB events, I told this story to job candidates. After explaining the request, I asked the candidate what they would do if they answered that phone call and received such a request. The answers, as you might guess, were varied. If someone suggested we call the zoo or stated they were not willing to complete this task, I knew they were not willing to go above and beyond their normal work duties. and may not be a good fit for this department. If someone responded, sure, they would be glad to handle this task, even without prior nest relocating skills, I considered them a good job candidate. One day, Dr. Reynolds told the events team she wanted Milo to walk in the UAB homecoming parade and wanted her to wear something UAB. Panda Irwin took to the Internet way before it was common, and after days of shopping, she finally ordered a horse blanket for Milo to wear in UAB green. She then had the UAB logo embroidered on the blanket. I mentioned Brian Hartley. He joined UAB Events in 1999. He was the kindest, friendliest co-worker I ever had. He took his job very seriously and therefore did a great job. In the early days, Brian would co- call my home before cell phones very early some mornings and say, quote, In case I get run over by a bus on my way into work, I want to let you know that I need to work on such and such today, end quote. Would you help me? The morning of July 26, 2004, Brian called me after 8 a.m. at work to say he was uploading some new software onto his home computer. He called back a few hours later to say he had been on the phone with tech support for a few hours and was annoyed it was taking so long. I left for lunch and received a call where I was lunching to return to the office ASAP. I could not imagine why I was being summoned back to the office. I learned upon my return that a car had run a red light near Pepper Place and T-boned Brian on his way into work. He died instantly. Now, 15 years later, it is hard to relive that day. He had a special gift that would brighten your day with his warm smile, helping hand, and genuine compassion for your well-being. I have never met anyone so kind. UAB events played a huge role at the UAB Woodward House for many years. I do not know when the events office was created, but it was first housed in the basement of the house. In 2006, I was named acting director of events, and then in 2007 became the director. At one point, we were a staff of 12, planning events for the president, vice president of development, and then we took on the School of Medicine dean's office, the Alice Stevens Center, and the list just kept growing. One year, we planned over 400 events with at least 10 attendees each. Back to Miss Doris, the housekeeper at the Woodward House, for probably 40 years. She cleaned, did laundry, cooked the meals for President's family most nights, and was well known for her fried chicken. She dealt with President Hill's kids, President McCallum's boys running amuck in that stately mansion on the mountain. She dealt with President Reynolds' dog Milo, President Garrison's two cats, and through the renovations that the Watts did when they moved in, she never learned to drive. Members of the vent team took her to Crestline M South, now Regions, every other week to cash her paycheck. She rode to work with Miss Charlotte, who was hired to be the upstairs housekeeper. Miss Doris loved to perch on her stool in the catering kitchen and watch whatever chef was preparing for an event. She was kind, but loved to intimidate those caterers, and they knew never leave her kitchen dirty nor leave with her spoons. She would call me the morning after an event and tell me what was missing. If the floor wasn't mopped or the commercial dishwasher trap not cleaned, she would stop you from leaving. She ran a tight ship that was appreciated by most everyone. Her brother would pick her up after nighttime events. The only time I saw her wrath was when I wanted to use the silver tea service. She took pride in always having the silver, all the silver polished, but was not a fan of it being used. She got over it and learned to accept that I liked using the finer items in the house. The list of crazy things that happened at the Woodward house were long, like the time a high school student went upstairs into the living quarter. The president at the time caught that person. After that, I was stationed at the top of the stairs that were corded off in case another high school student being recruited would venture in the living quarters. Did I mention the time a vice president jumped into a pool during a poolside dinner? The president asked me to run upstairs to get a beach towel. I had no idea where they were stored, but luckily she gave me good directions. Did I mention the coyote and the pups that walked across the terrace in front of the president at the time? Or did I mention how much fun it was to learn about the secret passages and hidden cabinets, bookshelves, and cigar drawers, all amazingly hidden? The house was built during prohibition, you know. Dr. Garrison became UAB's president in 2003. She was single and lived in the Woodward House all by herself. I believe her daughter Emily was in college when CZG moved here. She had two cats who loved to roam that giant house. I believe their names were Mama Cat and Little Kitty. During events, the events team had to catch them and place them in their upstairs apartment. President Garrison hosted a birthday party for Miss Doris' 80th birthday in 2011. She invited her family, and it was so nice to see Doris being honored. Doris became ill and passed away July 21, 2014, at age 83 she didn't get a chance to enjoy retirement that she truly deserved. Probably my most intense, stressful, yet fascinating and gratifying event in my 19 years here at UAB was when the Dalai Lama came to campus in 2014. Security was so tight for blocks around the Alice Stevens Center, Yet protesters of His Holiness came out with drums to try to disrupt the crowds. Thank goodness for the city of Birmingham and UAB police for keeping them away from our entryways. For as long as I live, I will remember that man having the softest skin of anyone I have ever shaken hands with. He was so charming and kind. His Holiness came to UAB and participated in a symposium on neuroplasticity and healing. Dr. UAB's Dr. Edward Taub was instrumental in his visit, and the events contact was Penny Whiteside. I probably spoke to Penny four times every hour for months leading up to this symposium. President Watts hosted a luncheon for 20 guests in the Alice Stevens Center Patrons Lounge after the panel discussion. Those that attended were surely touched being in the presence of such an important world figure. It was an incredible, proud UAB moment. As I look back at my time here at UAB, it's hard to capture the highlights because there are so many. Each Alice, Alice Stevens gala brought celebs to town and And watching grown, wealthy adults melt away when they take a photo with Al Pacino or Queen Latifah will always bring a smile to my face. I've learned so much in my role working in UAB events, in addition to meeting so many donors and staff. I can now teach etiquette and table manners and have learned the proper way to write names. I am proud of what UAB has become in my 19 years here. I wish I started working here earlier in
1: my career. Toby's stories are a rare look behind the scenes of some of the biggest events that have happened on and around UAB's campus. However, they're also a reminder that while events like that happen every so often, the people that you see every day are really what make a career special. I'm Will Shingleton, And today's memories are about appreciating the people who make it all happen. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating. This whole project is designed to bring people into what UAB has to offer. And ratings and reviews are a big step in that direction. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another UAB Memory.